Blog Talk Radio. Your 
God, we're grateful. Because if it had not been for you, we would not be here. We opened our eyes this morning, God, because you gave us the strength to open our eyes. We were able to rise because you gave us strength in our limbs and the facilities of our body. We were able to get here, God, because you blessed us and brought us the way of safety and did not allow harm to come to us, Lord. We're grateful to again come into your presence because we know where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And as we come before you today, have your way, Lord. Let flesh be crucified that you might be glorified, that your people might be edified in the name of Jesus. For God in you is life. And that's what we seek, God, life. Eternal life, God. We pray, O oh God, today that you will touch every person that have come seeking you, Lord. Bind the hand of the devil, God. Rebuke the hand of the enemy, Lord. God, let your anointing that resonates in this place even now. God, let there be an outpouring on your people. We need you, God, to take us to another level in you, Lord. God, we're faced with demonic forces, God. Evil spirits have come up against us, Lord, and we need to be fortified with your power. God, we can't make it on our own strength, God. We don't have enough to stand on, Lord. But we know, God, that your joy is our strength. Fill us up on today in the name of Jesus. Somebody have come this morning burdened down, God, with the issues of life, God. Somebody, God, is in the battle of their life. Somebody's, God, fighting in their mind and in their spirit, Lord. Where the devil have come in to war against them, Lord. But we thank you, God, because we know greater are you that's within us than he that is within this world, God. We know, God, that you are a deliverer, Lord, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever, and you're no short of your promise, Lord, and you're able to deliver us, Lord. Touch us on today, Lord. We need you like never before. Fill us up with the Holy Ghost, God, and give us a refilling, Lord, that when we leave here today, Lord, huh? we can leave with your anointing, Lord, huh? that as we meet men and women, boys and girls, huh? they might be converted to know who you are, Lord. Huh? In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Huh? We thank you because you are a healer. Huh? You're the God that healeth thee, huh? and healing is in your wings, huh? and you're able to touch our feeble bodies. Huh? You're able to save our troubled souls, huh? and in the name of Jesus, huh? bind every demon, Lord, huh? every demonic force, Lord. Huh? God, that comes to keep us uh, in the same place, Lord. Uh, we're willing, God, to surrender uh, and say yes to your will, Lord. Uh, we're willing to turn our lives, God, uh, over into your hands, Lord, uh, because we come to the place, God, uh, where we realize like never before, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, more than anything we know, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, 
while men are trying to find God, solutions to this chaotic world, God, we're looking to you, Lord, because we know for every right desire, there is an answer, and Jesus, you're that answer. There's no need for us, God, to turn hither or thither, Lord. We need but to look for you, Lord, because you're the answer, God, for our troubled lives, Lord. Touch on the day, God. Break every yoke, oh God. Save on the day, God. Deliver on the day, God. Jesus, we need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We're crying out to you, Lord. We know that you're able to save our souls. We know that you're able, God, to heal our bodies, Jesus. We know that you're able, God, to turn our situations around. Jesus, no other help we know. No other help we know. No other help we know, God. You're able, Jesus, to deliver our children. You're able, Jesus, to save the unsaved husband. You're able, Jesus, to heal the cancer patient. Nothing too hard for you, Jesus. No other God we know. We know that you're able, Jesus. We know that you're able, Jesus. We say yes to your will, God. Yes to your way, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. And we'll thank you for it. And we'll give your name the praise. And we'll bless you, Lord. Yes, we thank you, Lord. And we bless your holy name. Come on, open your mouth and give the Lord some praise. Well, y'all, this little song that my grandmother taught me a long time ago. One day I was sick and I wasn't feeling too good. But she said, son, come on down to the room. Come on in the room.
Hallelujah, Mr. Jarrell and company this morning. Prayer room. Ah, uh, yeah, he said he wasn't, he was sick, he wasn't feeling good. And his granny told him to come on in the prayer room. Ah, uh, yeah, because we know that we each have a prayer room. We should have a, each should have our own prayer closet, wherever it may be. We have a place where we pray. Yeah. And uh, at home, because we have to have a personal prayer life and a personal Bible study life. We can follow the pastor. We can follow this. We can follow that. But we must have our own because we each have a personal relationship with Jesus. And me, I try to cut that middleman out as often as possible. So it would be just he and I. Well, the father and I. Yeah, I, I give it to him, you take it to the father. And if it's according to the father will, he approves it. And most times it's according to his will. Because I try not to pray amiss. I try not to pray crazy prayers, you know. Lord, let a burst of fire come down and hit the middle of the street. That is crazy, and I have neighbors, <laughs> and I live on the street. Yeah. Lord, let an angel just walk to the front door. Are you kidding me? We got to be careful what we pray for. Yeah, now I ask the Lord to let his anointing rest here. Yeah. He have enough that he, his anointing can rest here, Spirit of the Lord. Can be all through my house. The angels of the Lord is encamped around my house to protect the angels, to shield, protect, keep me safe from all hurt, harm, or danger. No calamity shall come down my dwelling. And we should tell ourselves these things and believe it. Yeah. It has been working for me for years. It has blessed me to know this. Anything going on too fast, too quick, and too furious, I call on the name of Jesus. It stops. Before they this morning, I had indigestion real bad because I ate a ground turkey wrap. I love them. I make them personally. <laughs> I just love them. And uh, last night, I stayed awake at one. I didn't go to bed early, and I had a big day yesterday. Go to St. Augustine and um, ate a big breakfast and whew, had had something I shouldn't have had, a dessert, creamy. And uh, I was hungry, so I got up and I said, well, I'm going to have a turkey wrap. And this had to be about 8 o'clock. For me, that's too late to eat. But I ate it. And before day, I had indigestion. And I prayed and asked the Lord to let it digest. And I could feel it moving. I could feel it. Yeah, I was like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And uh, it was it was digesting, so I had to get up. I said, Lord, I thank you. It's digesting in my stomach. I could feel it. Yeah, God is faithful, and he is real, and we have not because we ask not. I was looking at the movie Acts, 
And when I saw the way that Apostle Paul was thinking, and then I heard this testimony, I'm going to play it for us, not this morning, but hopefully Monday morning, because um, I got to get that DVD uh video, a soft video fix. I got to get that fixed. That's what I use for, uh, to convert videos into audio sound, MP3, MP4. But I, I can't, I, oh, I'm, I'm just excited to allow y'all to hear this. Oh, what a wonderful testimony. And this man was testifying and it blessed me real good. Because sometimes we think we got all of the stuff out of us because we've been walking for a few years. We may be even working ministry full time or whatever. And we think we went to the core, had God to go to the core and get everything out, but we didn't. He testifies about, uh, I, I, I don't want to tell it. I don't want to tell it yet. I would wait until Monday because I'm hoping today I'll be able to pay for the premium again. Yeah, because I paid for it already, and I had it, but swipe, and it was gone. So I'm going to pay for it again today, hopefully. And uh, we are going to enjoy ourselves on Monday. Yeah, I think it will bless your heart real good. You got to listen. Can't nod off now. You got to be listening. Can't go to sleep. Got to be listening. (laughs) And uh, we started off yesterday in ending Acts chapter 19. And I heard the phone say, boo, 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 boo. I heard it went off. I said, am I off? And then shut down. And Sister Dodge, Sister Irene, Sister Jerry, you know, people was writing me and calling me, hey, we don't have no sound. What's going on? I said, well, blog talk, I'm assuming. The whole thing just shut down. So today, um, I believe in the Lord to get as much of Acts done as possible. And I'm looking at the movie Acts because I love it. The Bible movie is, is called The Bible and uh, Acts. And and this Acts that I'm looking at, if you read along with it, you'll see it's, it's what King James wrote, was inspired to write. So look, what I did is now I don't, I don't have to read with it. I just look at it. And it gives you a visual of the way it was and what was happening. I got to see Apollos, and I heard the names uh, correctly, but I can't pronounce them. But anyway, I enjoy the movie Acts. And uh, they got the movie Paul and Jeremiah and all of this. And it just blessed me real good to, to watch it. Because, see, if we'll stay uh, with spiritual things on our mind, we will be blessed. It'll remind us to keep faith in the word of God and God. And and you know what? In yourself, too. You'll believe in you. You'll believe that you can believe that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So, you know, any time you go to, to the Father, you're you, you going to know he's going to reward you. you. You're going to really walk in Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. Hey, glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Oh, we glorify you this morning. Father, we thank you for your word. It's a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. Forever, oh God, your word is settled in heaven. Yeah, if we'll trust that proverb, go there. Chapter 3, verse 5 through 7. Not only will we meditate, we're going to believe it, and we're going to participate by doing what it says to do. It says to trust him with all your heart. That word all is a big, big word. It covers everything. And lean not to your own understanding. Don't think you know what the outcome of nothing is going to be. And don't think this is the way God is going to do it. And lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, that word all, a big, big word again, acknowledge him. Before you make a move about anything, you're going to pray. And he shall, it's a promise to us, direct our path. Be not wise in our own eyes. Don't think you know how it's going to turn out. Don't think you know what they are going to do. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Again this morning, to fear God is the beginning of wisdom. If there's something you're doing that you shouldn't be doing, cut it out. Stop it. Pray that the Lord take it away from you. Seek God with your whole heart concerning it. And he's taking it up and he's going to bless you. He's going to do more than direct your path. He's going to bring things to you. Some things we have to go get and some things God will bring to us. I like it when he bring it to me. Woo! Everything is already done about it. I'm grateful unto him. If you knew what that cheerful giving was all about, for real, for real, as the world say, you would keep it 100 with your seed planting. Let me tell you something. I was telling the Lord, I was looking back yesterday, I said, Lord, did I get money from anywhere? Did I miss paying taxes off from anywhere? And I begin to tell the Lord, you know, I, I planted a seed in, in this, doing this for this person. And I planted a seed in doing that for that person. Whatever I did, it was a seed being planted so that I can reap a harvest off of it. So before day this morning, what I had indigestion because I had planted some seeds, I was sick. So the harvest come up of healing when I ask him to heal me. When we obey God, there's nothing he won't do for us. Nothing. When you're willing to work under him and be strenuous sometimes. But when you are willing to be a blessing to others, because the harvest is plenteous, and he don't have enough workers. It says, but the laborers are few that the Lord of the harvest will send more labor. But I ask him to remember the labor that he called and chose me for. So again, this morning, we're willing to work unto him. Well, I can't do what you do. Get a phone. <laughs> a phone call. Pray for, if you can't talk to people and, you, you know, because some people are shy. I can't say that they might hear me. 
Okay. That's a thing again called your prayer closet. Go in it and start praying for people. Pray to God we unite us all under him, under Jesus. That those who have not come to Jesus will believe and come to him. Oh, there's much to pray for. Pray for the leadership of the country. Pray for our military. They need it. Pray for the children. They need it. Pray for parents. Oh, they really need it. Folks are allowing the evil spirits to dictate to them, and they think it's a good thing. A group of young men can get together and do evil things, and they link together, and they call themselves a family. We can pray that they come together, link up together, but link up in Jesus, not up in evil, concerned about your loyal to the leader of this linked group, but that you're loyal to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that you are more so loyal to Almighty God who made them for his pleasure. Let's pray for them. See, we, we, we praying for the wrong thing. We got the, the wrong mentality. We think it's all about us. We heard about the prosperity. Nobody wants to be poor. Nobody wants to be homeless. Nobody wants to be hungry. Not closing your right mind. That's not what you want. Now, if you have an addiction, you have mental health, yeah, that's all right with you. Because you figure you go out in the woods and you don't have to be bothered with nobody. But if you close in your right mind, you, 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 you don't mind every now and then some of us you know, having guests, having uh, go visit somebody, whatever we do, stop by, call somebody, whatever we do. But if ever there was a time to seek God for change, his change, seek God that his will would be done in the earth. Seek God that when we lift him up, that he would draw all men unto him. None should perish. Pray about politics. It can disappear. Politics can go away. <laughs> they didn't have it back in the day. They had God. But they decided, the people decided they wanted a king. And ever since then, the world has been turning all kind of directions. God only made one world, one earth. And the people in the earth is turning, not, not the earth itself. But when I say the world is turning, I mean the people in the earth. Today, today they are green. Tomorrow they are blue. The next day they purple. On, on, on the next day they orange. And, and the next day they pink. And the next day they yellow. And here come another day, they are mixed color. Can't get one way. I remember back in the day watching the movie Life, they had a guy there, and they said he can't get right. So that was the name they gave it. Hey, can't get right. So they figured he was mentally challenged, and he couldn't get nothing right but baseball. But listen, we can get right. 
We got Almighty God who have all power, Jehovah, that there is no higher power. There's nothing too hard for him to do if we'll seek him with our whole heart, if we'll lean not to our own understanding. In all our ways, we'll acknowledge him. He's going to direct our path. Listen, some things will come back that it was in your path. Even when you gave your heart to the Lord and asked him to come in and live forever. And he changed it from the inside. It showed on the outside. And you became whoever God would have you to be in ministry. And you loved him and you began to study his word and nothing could turn you away from it. But guess what? There are some things in you that you didn't get out from the core. So it's yet causing us to still do some things that we shouldn't do. It might be a thought against your husband or wife. It, it, it may be a thought against your children. Now somebody says, oh, I love my children. I ain't got no thought against them. Yeah, so you're not telling them the truth. You let them think it's their thing. They can do what they want to do. Ain't nobody tell you nothing. You're not training them to say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, because the school began to talk teach them yes and no. They taught me that. And I could say it at school, yes and no, but in my community, I had to say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. I wish Prince would have heard me out there telling me, yes. He gave me something to yes about. <laughs> I probably would have been on punishment forever. You're not going to disrespect me, your mother, or no adult. Anything adult does to you and you don't think that it's right, you come and seek me or your mother. You don't take matters into your own hands. Yeah. God is faithful. If we'll stay faithful to him. And I know time is winding up in the world and doing all this other stuff that looks good, look like they're having fun, look like that would be good to do. Uh-uh. I got to be in my word, in the word of God, knowing that what I'm thinking and doing is right. Because there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is destruction. Now, God just given a refresher course this morning. That's all. Because we got to stay with him. Because sometimes when we know anything, we walking in our flesh. We doing it our way. And we don't need to do it our way. We must do it God's way. It's the only right way to do it. And you ain't got to worry about the end being destruction because you did it according to his will. Yeah. God is faithful to us. And we thank him this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is none like him. We can search all over, still won't find anybody. Anybody that's greater and almighty God who have all power. Hallelujah. I'm thankful unto him this morning. I can't make it without him. I don't know about nobody else. I don't even know what to wear. God tell me what to wear and I put it on. And I'm gone. And many days I'll get a compliment on that outfit. I remember my son Yusuf, he had never that I could remember in a very long time, complimented me on nothing. I wore this dress. Matter of fact, it was a dress I had on yesterday with them colors, Jerry. 
He said, that is a very nice dress, Mama. I like those colors. I was shocked. But the Lord show you what to put on. You ain't got to worry about it. He'll even show you how to do your hair. Or how to get your hair done if you uh, seek him on it. If you ask him. Ask him, it'll be given of him. We got to ask him. Seek and we'll find. We can find what we need. We can find the answer to the questions we're asking. We can find peace, joy, and happiness and rest in him. Oh, yeah. Knock and the door shall come open. I'm knocking on his door. I'm just knocking on I'm not just knocking on any kind of door, any old door, anybody door. Uh-uh. I'm knocking on the door of Almighty God. He's coming to the door and answer. He will invite me in to come in and sup with him. He will invite me in that I can see his goodness. I'll be able to leave talking of his wondrous works. And making known his deeds among the people. He'll open the door. And more than I need will come through. He's that kind of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, we're going to one more this morning. And, um, yeah. We may do a little bit more. Well, I will do announcements and then... Hopefully after them, it'll be 8 o'clock, and uh, we'll get on with Matthew chapter 19. I'm telling you, God is faithful, and through his word, he teaches what the apostles done. And I, I used to hear my mama say, I'm apostolic because I'm into the apostles' doctrine. I used to hear her say that. Her favorite scripture that she would quote when she was witnessing is Acts 2.38. Well, you know, of course, the first one was John 3.16. But then Acts uh, 2 and 38 looked like this is a scripture that was illuminated in this woman's mind. It was big all the time. Repent and be baptized, every one of you. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Looked like that thing was magnified in her mind. I could hear her singing. I could hear her humming. (laughs) And I could see her out doing laundry. Or on the side of the house, they had a shelf connected to the front porch. And that's where her and my dad would serve. Back in the day, they called them hobos. Today, they called them transits. But right there where they would give food and shoes and a uh, plate of food and, and, and non-perishable items in a bag to them because they're going to the next town. Because sometimes they told them, we're looking for work. And we was working at the farmer's market, but that come to an end. So now we're moving on. Or they just got off the train. They, they caught the, the train in. Somebody told them that you're hungry, you can go over there. And I could see her going to serve and singing. <laughs> and, you know, she wanted to know if he was saved, if he believed in God, that kind of thing. And before you leave, 
uh, with all that she was giving you, some kind of way she was going to share Acts 2 and 38 with you, okay? You had to get that. If you said you were saved, she was going to remind you of Acts 2 and 38, yeah. And uh, I can remember those days. I can remember her sharing with alcoholic women. Yeah, these women, you know, they were alcohol abusers. They drank too much, all of these kind of things. So we have a job to do. We have a job to do. And we can't make excuses for it. I know it's a lot in the world now. Everything is touch, push, click. But we got to go to the old path, go back and take a look around. I'm telling you, when I was a girl before all the new wave, new age stuff come, and it was some new age, new wave stuff back then, but it wasn't like now. Uh, not everybody had televisions in their home. They call them TVs, yeah. Not everybody, not everybody even had a radio. Uh, uh, what we call the record player. I think I was almost an adult when we came into the uh, the, the, the big tapes that we played. Yeah. Not the cassette, the one before the cassette come out. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of things was different. And in my childhood, a lot of things was much more simpler and I'm sure back then they talked about the young people like they do today. Each generation, because it appears each generation gets a little bit worse than the last one. Becomes much more disobedient than the last generation. And children, when they turn uh, 13 or 15, they know more than the parents, ex especially by the time that they're 16. Oh, they know everything. And I used to tell my son, Lonnie, I said, you know, it's just not fair. He said, what? I said, now, it took me 34 years to know all that I know, and it only took you 17 years or, or, or half of what it took me. I said, that's not fair. And he was, mama, this is this. And I said, okay, all right. Eight track. Thank you, Brother Lewis. Yeah, 8-track, all of that. We didn't have the 8-track yet. We had the record player. It would play the 45 records and the, uh, what is it, 78 album. Yeah, and when my parents was home, we could not play uh, what is called circular music, secular, secular music. We couldn't play the Beatles and my brother and I, Alan, we like Steppenwolf. Anybody ever heard them? And that was just one song, Jupiter Child. Oh, when we would play that, me and him would just have a fit. Yeah, Magic Carpet Ride. Yeah, this way back there, around the 60s. And um, we, we would just have a good time. Now, when my parents came home, no, sir, and no, now you can put Mahalia Jackson on if you wanted to. You can play the five, five blind boys. <laughs> but all that other stuff, Diana Ross in there screaming, uh-uh, uh-uh. Oh, those were the days. I would have my sister and her friends just laughing too hard. 
And my brother would come home. My oldest brother would come from New York. And he would put the radio on the uh, secular station. And me and him would be in the kitchen just to dance. And my sister Karen would say, here come mama. Ooh, we got to turn it off. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Brother Lewis said one day his son came home after school and said, hey, Pop, what's a record? <laughs> that was way back then, Brother Lewis, before his time, way before his time. But we had all this stuff going on. And at the school, they had record hops. That's what they used to call them. And I think it was a way for the school to fundraise, if I'm not mistaken. And I wanted to go to the record hop. And at first, my mom said, okay, you can go. And I said, well, I got to have this kind of dress because in my house, we didn't wear pants, shorts either, short sleeves either. So I said, well, I need this kind of dress. And I told her, I said, mom, I want the can-can strip. My mom said, that's gone. I, they're not wearing those. I said, I think I want one. She said, no, nah, I don't think you want that. Now you're going to get that, and they're going to pick at you, and then you'll be upset. I said, I want the can-can. Because, see, she didn't understand. I thought I was going to a dance and my dress would be bouncing around, you know. And uh, she went on and let me have the dress with the can-can slippers. When I got back, she said, well, what they did at the record hop? I said, they danced and they played all these songs. And she said, what kind of songs? I said, you know, Otis Redding, Dinah Ross, da-da-da-da-da. My mama said, oh, no, that's your last days of the record hop. Now, we're not raising you to hop around. <laughs> we're raising you to glorify God. And uh, she would let us have a little more popular, you know, updated gospel music. She would let us play that. Like back in the day when Andre Crouch come out. Yeah, that that kind of, you know, music. And uh, she would let us listen to it, but she, you know, would check it out, make sure the words was right, and nothing in there was, you know, demonic and evil, yeah. But today, you know, it's just, we got, we have too much. We're so free until we're crazy. We, We just have too much to choose from. So sometimes we're trying to choose it all. We're trying to have it all. We're trying to be in God and serve the devil at the same time. Trying to be evil and good at the same time. Like you said in the word, cussing and blessings coming out the same mouth. Yeah. So we want to serve this God that loves us because we want to show him that we love him. You, you still have a collection of records and at a turntable. He said, but most of the CDs. Now, I still have cassettes. Got a box of them in there. And I, I have a turntable, too. I have a turntable. And I have albums. I don't have the, the uh, 45s. I just have the albums. When I was in Alaska, I saw so many old albums at the store. You could go and get old albums. And people traded for them. You know, I'll give you my Luther Vandross if you give me your Lou Rawls, that kind of thing. And um, I think it could have been $5, something like that. But anyway, that's all it cost. And that was in like 2001. 
2002, round in there. But uh, God is faithful to us, and that's what we want to watch as well as pray and watch what we're watching on TV, watch what we're saying, watch what enter our ears, be careful, and remain faithful unto God. He's going to give us a crown of life that will never fade away. I'm waiting to get there to be to be draped. I want to see what it is to have that white robe. I want to see what it is to have the big crown with the big diamonds and emeralds and sapphires and topaz in it. Yeah, that's what I want to see. I want to see the amethyst. Uh, uh, oh, it's just quite a few things, you know. I want to hear what name he will call me. Because he's got a name that no one else can pronounce. It's his special name that he has given to me. I don't even know what it is. I won't know until I get there. And in order to get there, I've got to be faithful unto him and his word. And I got to have the spirit of obedience to obey him and his word and to treat my neighbor right and to serve others in love, not in the talk. But indeed, actions speak louder than any words. Some things we can't help. And if you can't help it, no need to you point your finger at the person and trying to make them feel bad for something they can't help. God is faithful. He has helped me many days when I couldn't help myself. So I can't talk about others. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Lewis, they have cassettes, but haven't played them in years. Me either. I, got, I have these and a cassette player. And, you know, that old-fashioned radio is made like a church, kind of, to me. There's a cassette player on, on the radio. And the old radio is right here by Alton Brown Lewis. I still have all that kind of thing going. Some things I found at an estate sale. And I was like, I want this. Yeah. And I was able to get it. But we thank God. We thank God for being on our side today in spite of us. We're going to one quick song of the morning. And uh, when we come back, we're coming back in the book of Acts. But before we go there, for Sunday Fellowship, that's what I was looking for. I got a print out of Calvinus. For Sunday Fellowship, and I'm believing it is July the 25th. And I kept getting that date mixed up with the 23rd. I don't know why. Yeah, it is Sunday the 23rd, July 23rd, 2023. And this month we're going to be at 2979 Spencer Street in Jacksonville, Florida. And the zip code is 32205. So Divine Truth and Deliverance Ministries. This is where we'll be on the fourth Sunday of July at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And we have five Sundays in this month. But the fourth Sunday, we will be there at 4 p.m. And uh, I talked to my spiritual daughter, Nikki, and she is planning on serving um, two hot dogs, chips, a drink, and dessert, pound cake, or some other type cake for $10. I thought it was an excellent deal. And so, because at the church, some people don't have nothing to do. They don't have nowhere to go. 
and they just like to hang around and talk and fellowship and eat and that kind of thing. Some people sit in their car and invite the person they want to talk to to their car, and they sit in the car laughing and talking and eating. It's a beautiful thing. Plus, it's a fundraiser, and the money is being donated to Jesus in the Morning Radio. And that way, I've saved the money. And when a big ticket need come in, I don't really have to ask everybody. For, I may have to ask you, can each one of y'all send me $10? Sometimes I may need $50 or $100 from everybody. But for the most part, we have the bulk of it. And we may be able to pay somebody's deposit and first month rent until they make a paycheck because now they have a job. Um we may be able to pay somebody car insurance because you don't know how important that is. Car insurance is expensive, but it is very important that we have it. All of it. Uh, you know, somebody may have just gotten a place to live and they need a bed. We can purchase them a bed. I'm not one on you stuff. Me, I'm not, because I don't know where it come from. Nothing wrong with thrift stores. I'm not above nothing. I don't think I'm more than I should be. But I don't know where it come from. And I don't believe in bringing this in and every kind of spirit in my house. So I prefer something new that no one else had. Although I can pray and cast that foolishness off the mattress, off the bed. But I like to give brand new. Yeah, I, I want to give you what I'd like to have, not what I don't want and somebody else didn't want it. Yeah, but God is faithful. So we're going to work that and uh, at every fourth Sunday fellowship, not on, not in the church, because we're not going to sell. And if Bishop say not on the church grounds, <laughs> I understand, Bishop. Yeah, because we don't want to be whipped. And letting God's house be a den, a, a, a den of thieves. Now, we, we don't want none of that. So we'll take it across the street. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, there, may, there was an empty field, but I don't know if they moved it. Because we should only be um, doing the hot dog little deal maybe an hour, hour and 30 minutes, if that. Because you know how people come to the table and they want to talk a little bit. And uh, what kind of hot dogs are these? pork over here for the pork eaters and beef over there for the beef eaters. Yeah. So uh, God is faithful, you know. Uh, what kind of chips you got? We got them displayed. Doritos, potato chips, you know, uh, uh, sour cream and onion, whatever we got. Kind of drinks it up. Now, me personal, I love Czech soda. That's a Winn-Dixie brand soda. And they have all kind of names. Cola, cream soda, Ooh, and that strawberry soda when it's ice cold. Now, y'all know I love food. I can't have it, but I love it. So we're going to have that kind of thing going on. Yeah. Pound cake, homemade from scratch. Yeah, I'm going to bake one. I'm going to bake at 7-Up. And Nikki will bake the five flavors. Yeah. And it's already all right in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're moving right along. Let's go to this one 
and uh, when we come back, we're coming back with Acts chapter 19. And uh, We need to stand up for the truth and the right. We need to tell the story of Jesus everywhere we go. It's wonderful to be born again. Wonderful to have our sins washed away by the blood of Jesus. Listen to the words of this song and may it encourage you. The light from heaven. I'm glad the sun, the S-O-N, is always shining. Amen. Praise his name. Hallelujah, that's the rope. 
again this morning. I enjoy their singing, and I like the, the way those girls harmonize when they get ready. Yeah, I thank God for their uh, music, and I often share this. I love the song Angels in the Room. Yeah, I love that because I believe that in my heart that when we get ready to go, we don't have to be afraid. And even if there are those who feel afraid, God will send somebody. Yeah. I remember talking to this lady, and she said she had a vision. And uh, I think it was she was getting ready to go, or somebody she know was leaving here, what they call passing away. I'm going to sleep away, but they call it passing away. So she said they was kind of afraid. And after, you know, the witnessing and they received Jesus and everything, when they got ready to leave here, they started talking about who they saw. You know, I saw Mama, and I can remember when my sister was leaving here, one and only biological sister. And she said, hey. I said, hey. She said, Mama went home. I heard Mama went home today. I'm just looking, you know, what? Our mom had passed about three years or two years before. She said, look in that drawer right there and get all of my stuff and pack it up because I'm going home too. She was leaving here. And who she saw that made her comfortable in going was our mom. At the time, I didn't understand that. I thought she was hallucinating and crazy. I said, they better get in here and, and do something for her. She losing her mind. I, I, I wasn't in God, and I wasn't allowed him to really be in me, although he was, but I, I didn't know, and I didn't understand, and I'm just swirly bird, just, just, just <laughs> looking crazy. Yeah. But I soon... Once I come to the Lord in the fullness and everything, and he saved me, sanctified me, filled me with the Holy Ghost, I began to understand that, and the Lord would allow that to play back so I could see it and hear it again. And now you know. God has so many ways of comfort for us, his people. His love is what they call unconditional. There's no condition on his love. I have two people that display their love to me daily beyond a shadow of a doubt. They don't come every day, I love you. They don't say that. It's their actions that shows me this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how much the more does God show us his love? If someone's showing you love, true, genuine love, how much more does God? Because he loves us unconditionally. He don't love us because of what, you know, oh, I'm, I love Barbara because every day she say Jesus. I believe if I just said God, he would yet love me. But for me to be a part of him, I must go through his son, Jesus, to get to him. Oh, I feel all right, huh? Hey, thank you. 
I feel all right right there. Knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt. Hey, that he loved me so. That he connected me to his son so that I could get to him so that he could save me. He could clean me up and set me aside unto himself. I belong to him. And he could fill me with his spirit that I could obey. There are some days, some things you don't want to do, but because you love him and you want to please him, you obey him. Hallelujah. I feel all right right there. We're going on to Acts. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. For all you've done for us. You have blessed us. You have more than blessed us because you are more than God. Father, you changed day into night and night into day. You cause the sun to come out in the day and to give us light and the moon to come out at night, the stars. You continue to let the seasons change. Hallelujah. We thank you. Keep the water back from the land where we are. We thank you. Your word holds true if we believe. Operate according to your word. Bless us with a spirit of obedience today like we have never had. Bless us with a prayer life and a Bible study life. Give us wisdom because we fear you. And give us understanding of your word. Teach us how to apply to our everyday life. We want to please you. Some may think we are fanatical or we are overbearing or we are over. But, Father, we'd rather do too much than to do too little. We want our way to be your way. Remind us to go back to the old path and take a look around and make a choice whether to go back or to continue in you on the straight and narrow. But wide is the road that leads to destruction. Narrow is the road that leads to you and few there be. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for sending your son, Jesus, back to prepare a place for us that where he is, one day we may be also. Help us today to walk in the spirit that we don't fulfill the lust of our flesh. These are your people. You brought them together. Hallelujah. Hey, God. I thank you. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. You know what's best for us today. Lead and guide us in the right path for your name's sake. Give us an ear to hear and an eye to see how to follow and to hear you. In the name of Jesus, every caller and every listener, those coming through the podcast and the archive, do it for us today. Father, it's not about ratings. It's not about numbers with us here. It's about learning to do what's pleasing and acceptable unto you. We don't have time to keep up with the world. We got to keep up with your word. <laughs> hey, we got to keep up with the anointing that you're sending our way. Anoint your people here. Father, I ask that you would fill them with your spirit. Fill them with the Holy Ghost. Anybody who don't have it, fill them today right here, oh God. 
in the name of Jesus. Do it for your glory. Do it for your name's sake. Father, do it so you can write their name in the Lamb Book of Life. Oh, we thank you today. Hallelujah. Hey, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We can't help but thank you for all you've done. Great and mighty things unto us. We ask all of this again in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 I tell you, he'll pray through you if you allow him to. Woo! And that wasn't a part of the program this morning. I'm just here today. But God is faithful. And he wants the very best for us. Yeah, there's none like him. Hallelujah. Let's get over to the book of Acts, chapter 19. And uh, we're going to go back from verse 1. And I'm just going to read today this one. <clears throat> because I think we talked about most of it on yesterday. But I'm going to say this as I'm led and as God guide. I'm, I just want to read and let him have his way. If he stopped me to stop, to, to share something, I want to do that. Hallelujah. Let me get my second book open over here, that basic <laughs> American Bible. Well, the basic English Bible. And um, we're going to read from both sides. We're looking at both sides. But I favor the King James, so I always start right there. So over in Acts, 29, Acts chapter 19, and verse 1, it says this, And it came to pass while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. We know he did have uh, took uh, a couple of them over to Apollos. He didn't want to have nothing to do with it. <laughs> and uh, uh, they took one of them out there, you know, men like Apollos, you know, and they beat him up. And he had to hide a little bit to keep him off of it. But he said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Paul come to Ephesus asking these questions when he found certain disciples. And I'm going to ask you that today. And the only way we know to be is honest with ourselves. And ask God. If you don't have it, ask him for it. It's a gift. He'll give it to you. If you're under the right pastor, he can lay hands on you and you'll receive. According to the word of God. Listen. And he said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. <laughs> and he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. We know John baptized unto repentance and um, what I call conversion. You converted, you know, to, to not do things that you know that was wrong that you used to do. But once Jesus came on the scene and was baptized, 
he told him it was one who was coming before he got baptized that was greater than him and whose shoes latches he wasn't even worthy to untie or to tie. And so once you meet Jesus, you receive him and you ask God for the gift of the Holy Ghost. And you'll know if you got it. You, oh, you will know if you have it. It's a big difference in who you used to be and who you become. For if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. But along with this, we have to seek God daily, have a prayer life and a Bible study life. We have to hear the word. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God daily, often as possible. Not only that, but we are going to the Lord with our hearts wide open, asking him, whatever's in here that shouldn't be, Father, take it out. Some things he's going to allow you to go through from your childhood, from from your first marriage, from, from the first child, all of the many things. But as you continue to seek him and ask him, then let this mind be in me that was also in Christ Jesus. You're asking him to give you the right spirit daily, renew the right spirit within me. Yeah, daily. These are prayers. These are things we need to do to stay with him. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. I'm blessed right there. So look. And he said unto them, unto what then will you baptize? And they said, unto John's baptism. Then Paul, uh, John, then said Paul, John barely baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him that is on Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them. And they spake with tongues and prophesied. And all the men were about 12. Now look. It said right here. He baptized them in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when he laid hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. That's power there. And all the men were about 12. It did it for all 12 of them. It could be a thousand. He'll do it for a thousand. And see, not only do I want a spirit upon me, oh, I can feel that thing when it comes. I want it in me. So So it can lead and guide me in the right way to go, according to the will of God, not my will. I got old, 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 strange, weird way. His way is the straight and clean and righteous way. Yeah. And that is the way I want to go. Hallelujah. So look, in verse 7, I mean, verse 8, it says, And when in, and he went into the synagogue and spake boldly for the space of three months, 
disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. But when divers were hardened and believed not, but spake evil of that way before the multitudes, he departed from them and separated the disciples disputing daily in the schools of one Tyrannus. And this continued by the space of two years, so that all they which dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. He worked special miracles by the hand of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them. And the evil spirits went out of them. Then certain of the vagabonds, Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits. The name of the Lord Jesus, saying, we'll jar you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. <laughs> Ooh, Lord, I thank you for understanding. And there were seven sons of one Sceva a Jew and chief of the priests which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? In other words, who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on, I mean, the man whom the evil spirit was leaped on, hold up, let me calm down one minute. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. Now, could the evil spirit say that about you? This one I know and that one I know, but who are you? I know Jesus and I know a certain name, but who are you? So they fled out of that house naked and wounded. That evil spirit whooped them up in there. You can't play with God. Yeah. With your familiar spirits and your bones and your ammonia and your salt throwing and whatever you're doing and your oil rubbing down with garlic and look at here. The name of Jesus will cure anything. It'll wipe out any bad spirit. It'll wipe out any evil. Look, that's all you need. And we use olive oil, and they told me it's a point of contact. But I got a direct contact with him through the spirit, his spirit. Yeah. Because I learned a long time ago since 1993, God does not need my help. He, 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 he's not one that needs it. Now, the pastor may need it, but God don't need my help. He made the heavens and the earth. He's got all power. He can use me, of course. But it's him. He does all the work. Oh, yeah. Beat them up, ran them out of there. 
And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling at Ephesus. And fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And that's what we want. His name to blow up real big. Hallelujah. So that many has come to him, many will come to him as we lift him up. It's the only way. And if he don't draw you, you can't come. I don't care who you are and how much we pray. We can fast and fall out on the floor. If God don't draw you, you cannot come. He must draw you. Hallelujah. And our prayer is that he would draw many. All, really. We want the world to be saved. And many that believe came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many, see, sometimes we have to confess and, and, and show and tell what we've been doing. God respect that and he'll bless us. Many of them also which use curious arts brought their books together and burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. All the witchcraft books and the voodoo books and the uh, astrology books and uh, uh, witch books and just all kind of stuff. Books about sex and books about this. They brought that foolishness and burned it. And the value of it was 50,000 pieces of silver. That's quite a bit of money. Yeah. See, they had curious arts, it says. <laughs> so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. It didn't just grow and stop. It continued and got bigger and better. Thank you, Jesus. After these things were ended, Paul purposed in the spirit when he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia to go to Jerusalem, saying, after I have been there, I must also see Rome. So he said to Macedonia, two of them that ministered unto him, Timotheus and Aratus. But he himself stayed in Asia for a season. And the same time, there arose no small stir about that way. For a certain man named Demetrius, a silversmith, which made silver shrines for Diana, brought no small gain unto the craftsmen. If you look at the book of Acts, when you get to Acts 19 and 24, look at that Demetrius and how he's behaving. The silversmith. Oh, he is clowning up a star. And he done gathered him some people. Yeah. It said, for there was a certain man named Demetrius, a silver worker, who made silver boxes for the images of Diana and gave no small profit to the workmen, whom he called together with the workmen of like occupations and said, Sirs, ye know that by this craft we have our wealth. He done called together all the silversmiths. <laughs> and this is what he telling them. Yeah. This is what he tells him, sirs, you know that by this craft we have our wealth. This is how we make our money. This, this is how we profit. Moreover, you see and hear that not alone at Ephesus, 
but almost throughout all ages, this Paul has persuaded and turned away much people, saying that they be no no gods which are made with hands. Remember they brought all them books and the curious art and got rid of all of that? They're no longer going over there to see Demetrius that make me a, a silver stature of Diana. I want it this way on this one and that way on the other one and get it with this one. It wasn't, no, he wasn't making no more money. <laughs> and he getting these men, Paul came and, and, and turned the people away from him and told them that there's no God that can be made by hand. So that not only this our craft is in danger to be set at naught, that is what Demetrius telling us. To be set no longer. But also that the temple of the great goddess Diana should be despised, and her magnificence should be destroyed, whom all Asia and the world worship. But you see, Diana was made by hand. Magnificent. What in the world? I don't need nothing to look at. I got plenty. I can, I can look at the trees and get excited how beautiful they are. And did y'all know trees worship God? They got breath in them. Them leaves are bowing we honey. I need a God who can move for me. I need a God that when I go to him, and tell him all about it, he can fix it. I need a God that teach me what is right and what's going to grow me spiritually. I don't need nothing I got to bow down to, can't move. I, I, I don't need nothing sitting on the floor made of ceramic and I got some fruit. I can't do that. And that, that thing never moved to eat it that I know of. Maybe, you know, it's one of them Curious art things, you know, maybe you do eat it when nobody's around. I don't know. But I don't want to try to see. I have the great God, almighty God, Jehovah. Thank you, Jesus. And when they heard these sayings, they were full of wrath. Boy, they got mad and cried out saying, great is Diana of the Ephesians. And the whole city was filled with confusion and having called Gaius and our, our artistic, our stock, I know the word, I know the word, y'all, Aristotle, men of Macedonia, Paul's companion in travel, they rushed with one accord into the theater. And when Paul would have entered in unto the people, his disciples suffered him not to, no, 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 don't come, don't come in, Paul. And certain of the chiefs of Asia, which were his friends, these people in high places were friends with Paul, sent unto him, desiring him that he would not adventure himself into the theater. These people in high places that was his friends said, no, no, don't come in the theater, Paul. Some therefore cried one thing and some another, for the assembly was confused. And the more part knew not wherefore they were come together. Confused, a whole mob of people. One side saying this and the other side saying that. And they drew Alexandra out of the multitude. The Jews put him forward, and Alexander beckoned with the hand and would have made his defense unto the people. That's who it was they threw out of there. <laughs> Alexandria. 
I mean, Alexander. But when they knew that he was a Jew, all with one voice about the space of two hours, cried out, great is Diana of the Ephesians. And when the town clerk had appeased the people, he said, ye men of Ephesus, what men is there that knoweth not how that the city of of Ephesians is a worshiper of the great goddess Diana and of the image which fell down from Jupiter? Jupiter, okay. Seeing then that these things cannot be spoken against, ye ought to be quiet and to do nothing rashly. For ye have brought hither these men. In other words, you have brought here these men, which are neither robbers of churches, nor yet blasphemers of your God. Wherefore, if Demetrius and the craftsmen which are with him have a matter against any man, the law is open and there are deputies. Let them implead one another. Okay. Now, if Demetrius got a legitimate complaint, let him prove it. And we got deputies here, and they're going to take care of it. But if ye inquire anything concerning other matters, it shall be determined in a lawful assembly. Yeah, y'all not going to come out here in all this disarray and foolishness and confusion and uh, we keeping order here. But we are in danger to be called in question for this day's uproar. There being no cause whereby we may give an account of this concord. And when he had thus spoken, he dismissed the assembly. Goodbye. Y'all not going to come against these people. There might no goddess. We know about this goddess, and y'all believe on the goddess. Go on home and let it be. In other words, he tell them they can say what they want. Uh, you know what you believe in. You know who you are. You, you, you're Ephesian. And your God is Diana. But all of that was a blessing to save the Apostle Paul. Yeah. So we over in Acts 20. Oh, yeah, we got time. Um, I mean, Acts 20, verse 1. And after the uproar was ceased, Paul called unto him the disciples and embraced them and departed for to go into Macedonia. Yeah, he came out of there. Yeah, y'all Ephesians, y'all something else. Oh, Demetrius done started something with silversmith. <laughs> done started some foolishness over here. And when he had gone over those parts and had given them much exhortation, he came into Greece. And when he had gone, oh, oh and there, verse, chapter, verse 3, and there both three months, and when the Jews laid wait for him, as he was about to sail into Syria, he purposed to return to Macedonia, Syria, I'm sorry. And there accompanied him into Asia, Sopata of Berea, and of the Thessalonians, and Aristotle, and Secundus, and Gaius of Debris, and Timotheus, and of Asia, Tachus, and Trohimus, 
Yeah, Trohimus. I like the way that sounds. These going before tarried for us at Troth. And we sailed away with Philippi. I mean, we sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread and came unto them to Troth in five days, where we aboard seven days. They stayed seven days once they got there. It took them five days to get there, and they stayed for seven. And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on tomorrow, and continued his speech until midnight. In the Church of Christ, this is where I learned this. When they came out to share with me, they said this, upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, and Paul preached until midnight. They didn't tell me about ready to depart on tomorrow. But that right there made it all right with me. That our first day of the week is Monday. But back then, I'm sure it was Sunday. Came together to eat. And Paul preached unto them because he was getting ready to leave on the next day. And they stayed there and continued. He stayed there and they did too. And he continued his speech until midnight, until 12 o'clock a.m. And there were many lights in the upper chambers where they were gathered together. And there sat in a window a certain young man. Name said, Eutychus, being fallen into a deep sleep. And as Paul was long preaching, he sunk down with sleep and fell down from the third law and was taken up dead. In other words, fell down from the third floor and died. Because he fell into a deep sleep while Paul was preaching. Because Paul preached from all, let's say, I'm not sure of the timing, but because I, I didn't look at that really, but I'm going to say, let's say they gathered around 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock, bread breaking time, dinner time. We're just going to say that. And he preached until 12 o'clock that night. This young man had fell into a deep sleep and fell out the window and died. In verse 10, and Paul went down and fell on him, on the dead boy. <laughs> and embracing him, holding him, said, trouble not yourselves, for his life is in him. He's living. He's not dead. For many years, that's all I loved is that boy, Paul. I couldn't really, I could hear Timothy, but I couldn't really hear Timothy. I could only hear Paul. Silas was all right, but I couldn't really, I had to hear Paul because of the things that God used this man to do. Because how he stood up with holy boldness and declared the word of God and Jesus, preached that gospel, how he broke things down, Apostle Paul, changed from Saul to Paul. <laughs> From that serial killer to the man of God. Don't tell me what God can't do. And when he was there for, was come up again and had broken bread and eaten and talked a long while, even till 
the break of day, so he departed. He didn't go to sleep after that either. He stayed there and ate, talked a long time to the break of day, and he left. And they brought the young man alive and were not a little a little comfort and were not a little comforted. And he went before the ship and sailed into Assos. There intending to take in Paul. For so had he appointed, minded himself to go afoot. He took the boy in. Take care of the living. <laughs> ah, that Apostle Paul. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. So look. And we sailed thence and came the next day over against Shields. And the next day we arrived at Samos and tarried at Trogolinium. And the next day we came to Malthus. And Paul had determined to sail by Ephesus because he would not spend the time in Asia. But he hasted, if it were possible for him, to be at Jerusalem the day of Pentecost. And from Midas, Malthus, he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church. And when they were come to him, he said unto them, you know from the first day that I came into Asia after what manner I have been with you at all seasons, serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations which befell me by the line in weight of the Jews and how I kept back nothing that was possible, that was profitable unto you, but have showed you, I have taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both of the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance towards God and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, I love it. And now, behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witness in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. Look, he was in chains. He was in prison when he was doing all this traveling too. Or was this sick? Yeah, I think so. Because I, I, if I'm mis, if I'm right, well, let's read on. Let's read on. We'll get to that. And now, behold, I go bound, yeah, in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that should befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witness in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And now behold, I know that ye shall that ye all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. Wherefore I take you to record this day 
that I am pure from the blood of all men. For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise seeking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. I have coveted no man's silver or gold or power. Yeah, you yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities and to them that were with me. I have showed you all things, how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said it is more blessed to give than to receive. Thank you, Jesus. And when he had thus spoken, hey, glory, he kneeled down and prayed with them all. And they all wept sore and fell on Paul's neck and kissed him. Sovereign most of all the words which he spake, that they should see his face no more. And they accompanied him unto the ship. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Yet he could write. Yeah, he could write. He, he ended up, uh, if I'm not mistaken, with his own little spot. And he sent one God, you know, one, one soldier, one guard, to guard over him while he was living in his own little spot. And when he called for them elders, they came down and he was able to talk to them in his little spot that they had gave him, his little house. Yeah. And uh, the soldier got up at one point looking for him because he was over here talking, you know, to the elders of the Jews. He was trying to share with them Jesus, but they wouldn't receive. And the soldier woke up, so... He uh, told us, and the soldier had his sword. Where's that Paul? He was going to kill him. He said, no, 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 I'm here, I'm here. You know, I'm just over here, you know, witnessing to the Jews, to these elders of, you know, of the Jews. And so we over in, I think we got time, Acts 21. And verse 1 says, and it came to pass that after we were gotten uh, from them and had lunch, we came with a straight course unto Cus. And the day following unto Rhodes, and from thence unto Patara. And finding a ship sailing over to Phoenicia, we went aboard and set forth. Now when we had discovered Cyprus, we left it on the left hand and sailed into Syria. And landed at Tyre, but there the ship was to unlaid her burden. In other words, the ship was going to unload all the stuff it had. And finding disciples, we tarried there seven days 
who said to Paul through the Spirit that he should not go up to Jerusalem. And when we had accomplished those days, we departed and went our way. And they all brought us on our way with wives and children till we were out of the city. And we kneeled down on the shore and prayed. And when we had taken our leave, one of another, we took ship. And they returned home again. And when we had finished our course from Tyre, we came to Ptolemais, Ptolemais, and saluted the brethren and abode with them one day. Oh, that Paul did some traveling. And the next day, we that were of Paul's company departed and came unto Caesarea. And we entered into the house of Philip, the evangelist, which was one of the seven, and abode with him. And the same man had four daughters, virgins, which did prophesy. And as we tarried there many days, there came down from Judea a certain prophet named Agabus. And when he was coming to us, he took Paul's girdle and bound his own hands and feet and said, Thus says the Holy Ghost, So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owneth this girdle and shall deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. That was Paul. And when we heard these things, both we and they of that place besought him not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, What mean ye to weep and to break mine heart? For I am ready not to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And when he would not be persuaded, we see saying the will of the Lord being done, be done. That when Paul wouldn't change his mind, he was still going to Jerusalem. All they could say is the will of the Lord be done. And after those days, we took up our carriages and went up to Jerusalem. Yeah. And there went with us also certain of the disciples of Caesarea and brought with them one Mason, Manason, of Cyprus, an old disciple with whom we should lodge. And when we were come to Jerusalem, the brother received us gladly. And the day following, Paul went in with us unto James, and all the elders were present. And when he had saluted them, he declared particularly what things God had wrought among the Gentiles by his ministry. And when they heard it, they glorified the Lord and said unto him, Thou seest, brother, how many thousands of Jews there are which believe, and they are all zealous of the law. And they are informed of thee that thou teachest all the Jews which are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, saying that they ought not to circumcise their children, neither to walk after the custom. What is it, therefore? The multitude must needs come together, for they will hear that thou art come. What is there? Because we all, the multitude, we, all of us, we need to come together. Because they're going to hear about you coming. Do therefore this that we say to thee. We have four men 
which have a vow on them. Take them and purify thyself with them and be at charges with them that they may shave their heads and all that may know that those things whereof they were informed concerning thee are nothing but that thou thyself also walk orderly and keep the law. As touching the Gentiles which believe we have written and concluded that they observe no such thing save only that they keep themselves from things offered to idols and from blood and from strangled and from fornication. Then Paul took the men and the next day purified himself with them, entered into the temple to signify the accomplishment of the days of purification until that an offering should be offered for every one of them. And when the seven days were almost ended, the Jews, which were of Asia, when they saw him in the temple, stirred up all the people and laid hands on him, crying out, men of Israel, help. This is the man that teaches all men everywhere against the people of the law and this place and further brought Greeks also into the temple and have polluted this holy place. But they had seen before with him in the city Trimphamus and Ephesians and and Ephesians, whom they supposed that Paul had brought into the temple. And all the city was moved, and the people ran together, and they took Paul and drew him out of the temple, and forthwith the doors were shut. And as they went about to kill him, tidings came unto the chief captain of the band that all Jerusalem was in an uproar who immediately took soldiers and centurions and ran down unto them. And when they saw the chief captain and the soldiers, they left beating of Paul. They stopped beating. Then the chief captain came near and took him and commanded him to be bound with two chains and demanded who he was and what he had done. And some cried one thing and some another among the multitude. And when he could not know the certainty of the tumult, he commanded him to be carried into the castle. And when he came upon the stairs, so it was that he was born of the soldiers of the violence of the people. They saved him. In the movie Acts, you're going to get to see verse 35. Yeah, how they do all of this. 36 says, And for the multitude of the people followed after, crying away with him. And as Paul was to be led into the castle, he said unto the chief captain, May I speak unto thee? Who said, Canest thou speak, Greek? That's what he asked him. Who said you could speak, Greek? Art not thou that Ephesian, which before these days maddest and uproar, and led us out? Into the wilderness, 4,000 men that were murderers. For Paul said, I am a man which am a Jew of Tarsus, a city in Sicilia, a citizen of no mean city. And I beseech thee, suffer me to speak unto the people. And when he had given him license, Paul stood 
on the staff and beckoned with the hand unto the people. And when there was made a great silence, he spake unto them in the Hebrew tongue. Let me ask this. He spake unto them in the Hebrew tongue. If there's anyone have something they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one now, and I can bring you in in a few minutes. If not, we will continue. Um, which one is All right, Brother Louie, on top of it now. Yeah, we'll continue over to Acts 22. And uh, let me see how long this one is. Mm-hmm. Oh, not very long. It's got 40 verses. But what we will do, uh, we will take the... Oh, good morning, Brother D. God bless you this morning. It's so good to see that 706. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, look, I'm going to this quick one, and we're not going to play it all the way through. And we're coming right back with Acts chapter 22. <laughs>
This is the kind of radio you need. Yes, Jesus is a morning radio. Old radio for real people. Hallelujah. That thing got good to be right now. A lot of days they do that. And I, I was supposed to cut it off a long time before I let it play on because I'm being blessed by it. Hallelujah. I just want to tell him thank you. Ah, oh, he's been good to us. Hallelujah. So we're looking in the book of Acts, chapter 22 and verse 1. Men, brethren, and fathers, hear ye my defense, which I make now unto you. And when they heard that he spake in the Hebrew tongue to them, they kept the more silent. And he said, I am barely a man, which am a Jew born in Tarsus, a city in Sicilia, yet brought up in this city at the feet of of Gagamel, and taught according to the perfect manner of the law of the fathers, and was zealous towards God as ye all are this day. And I persecuted this way unto the death, binding and delivering into prison both men and women, as also the high priest doeth hear me witness, and all the state of the elders, from whom also I received letters unto the brethren, and went to Damascus to bring them which were bound, which were there bound unto Jerusalem for to be punished. He telling them, look, this is what I was doing. This is what I did. This is who I was. I was far of the serial killer. I went and got orders from the high priest to go here, there, and everywhere, binding, killing, and throwing Christians in prison. I wanted to punish him. And it came to pass that as I made my journey and was come nigh unto Damascus about noon, suddenly there shined from heaven a great light round about me. And I fell unto the ground and heard a voice saying unto me, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And I answered, Who art thou, Lord? And he said unto me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom thou persecutest. And they that were with me saw indeed the light and were afraid. But they heard not the voice of him that spake to me. And I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said unto me, Arise and go into Damascus, and there it shall be told thee of all things which are appointed for thee to do. And when I could not see the glory of that light being led by the hand of them that were with me, I came into Damascus. And one Ananias, a devout man according to the law, having a good report of all the Jews which dwelt there, came unto me and stood and said unto me, Brother Saul, receive that sight. And the same hour I looked upon him. He received his sight right then. And he said, The God of our fathers has chosen thee, that thou shouldest know that thou shouldest know his will, and see that just one, and shouldest hear the voice of his mouth. For thou shalt be his witness unto all men of what thou hast seen and heard. And now, why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized, and wash away thy sins, 
calling on the name of the Lord. And it came to pass that when I was come again to Jerusalem, even while I prayed in the temple, I was in a trance. And I saw him saying unto me, make haste and get me quickly out of Jerusalem. But they would not receive that testimony concerning me. And I said, Lord, they know that I imprisoned and beat in every synagogue them that believed on thee. And when the blood of thy matron, Stephen, was shed, I also was standing by and consenting unto his death and kept the raiment of them that slew him. And he said unto me, Depart, for I will send thee far hence unto the Gentiles. And they gave him audience unto his word, and then lift up their voices and said, Away with such a fellow from the earth, for it is not fit that he should live. And as they cried out and cast off their clothes and threw dust into the air, the chief captain commanded him to be brought into the castle and bade that he should be examined by scourging, that he might know wherefore they cried so against him. And as they bound him with thongs, Paul said unto the centurion that stood by, Is it lawful for you to scourge a man that is a Roman and uncondemned? When the centurion heard that, he went and told the chief captain, saying, Take heed what thou doest, for this man is a Roman. Then the chief captain came and said unto him, Tell me, art thou Roman? He said, Yeah. And the chief cap- captain answered, With a great sum obtained I this freedom. And Paul said, But I was freeborn. Then straightway they departed from him. We should have examined him. And the chief captain also was afraid after he knew that he was a Roman and because he had been bound. On the morrow, because he would have known uh, the certainty, wherefore he was accused of the Jews, he loosed him, he loosed him from his band, and commanded the chief priests and all their counselors to appear, and brought Paul down and set him before them. Now he going up now, if I'm not mistaken, he he getting ready to go up before Agrippa and. Uh, 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 unit, I don't forgot his name, but he, he going up against these men. We're going to find out in 23. He's going up against all these men and um, they're going to have some women that, you know, the king wives and all this kind of thing and they're going to try to trick him up and catch him up so they can do what they want to him. But Paul tells the truth. And and when he gets to Agrippa, Agrippa know him. And Agrippa know, uh, hey, Paul was no joke. He'll kill you right now. He'll put you in prison right now. He tried to get you to blast him on purpose. Because he was trying to trap up the believers, the Christian folk, the people of God. So that book of Acts, if we pay close attention, we get to see Apostle Paul stood with boldness. Holy boldness to declare the word of God. He suffered for it. Every time you turn around, a mob was against him. They tried to kill him many times, but they couldn't. What you gonna do to him? 
if God be for us, is more than the whole world against us. And the saying is, if God be for us, who can be against us? Because you're not against me, you're against God. I come to do the will of him that sent me. Hallelujah. And it's already all right in Jesus' name. I thank God this morning. So I want to go one more, but uh, if you if you have something you would like to say this morning, feel free to press that number one, and I will get to see it and bring you in today. And because uh, I don't want to miss an opportunity for a testimony uh something someone have to say. That's why I always give way for this every morning at nine that you can say whatever it is or talk on what I'm what the word says in other words and uh, what you believe about the scripture. Um or uh, you can tell about how this applied to you. This happened to me, you know. So if not, we go on one more book. Because we have time. We have about an hour Okay. All right. Let's go one more book. So now we're over in the book of Acts, chapter 23. And Paul earnestly beholding the council said, Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. And the high priest Ananias commanded them that stood by him to smite him on the mouth. Then Paul said unto him, God shall smite these our white walls, for sittest thou to judge me after the law, and commandest me to be smitten contrary to the law. And they that stood by said, Revilest thou God's high priest? Then said Paul, I was not, brethren, that he was the high priest. I didn't know he was the high priest. For it is written, Thou shalt not speak evil of the ruler of that people. But when Paul perceived that the one part were Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, men and brethren, I have a Pharisee, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee, of the hope and resurrection of the dead, I am called in question. And when, yeah, now we'll stop right here just for a second. When you watch this movie, you are going to get to see this part right here too. Yeah, where he shared with them that, you know, the the Pharisees and the Sadducees are there. And he gonna let them know he's the son of a Pharisee. Now, now the way he explained it, just like this in the courtroom, uh, before these the, the high priest and these other people. The way he explained it, I, I, I couldn't see no wrong and nothing he deserved to die for. The way, listen to it, if you can get the book of Acts, it's over on YouTube. And take a look at that. It's going to give you a more visual picture and you're going to get to hear them words right and pronounce right and all of that. But it's a beautiful thing. I'm telling you, I have enjoyed I have been blessed. Yeah. So, verse 7, And when he had so said, 
there arose a dissension between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the multitude was divided. For the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, neither angel or spirit. But the Pharisees confessed both. And there arose a great cry, and the scribes that were of the Pharisees part arose and strove, saying, We find no evil in this man. But if a spirit or an evil has spoken to him, let us not fight against God. And when there arose a great dissension, the chief captain, fearing lest Paul should have been pulled in pieces. Oh, boy, they were pulling this way, I'm pulling that way, this one man. Of them, he would have been pulled into pieces of them, commanded the soldiers to go down and take him by force from among them and to bring him into the cavern. So not yet did he get before Agrippa though, but it's coming, he's coming. And he gonna appeal to Caesar from their court. He don't wanna hear what, because God told him you got to go back to Jerusalem. And the night following, the Lord stood by him and said, be of good cheer, Paul, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. And when it was day, certain of the Jews banded together and bound themselves under a curse, saying that they would neither eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. They weren't going to eat or drink till they killed him. That's what they said. And they were more than 40 which had made this conspiracy. More than 40 men. And they came to the chief priests, or should I say 40 people, and they came to the chief priests and elders and said, we have bound ourselves under a great curse that we will eat nothing until we have slain Paul. Now, therefore, ye with the council signified to the chief captain that he bring him down unto you tomorrow, as though ye would inquire something more perfectly concerning him. And we are ever, he come near, are ready to kill him. So now you and the Sanhedrins make a request to the military authorities to have him sent down to you as if you were designed to go into the business in greater detail. And we, before ever he gets to you, will be waiting to put him to death. And when Paul's sister, when Paul's sister's son heard of their lying in wait, he went and entered into the castle and told Paul. This is when Paul's sister's son, so this was his nephew. Then Paul called one of the centurions unto him and said, bring this young man unto the chief captain, where he has a certain thing to tell him. So he took him and brought him to the chief captain and said, Paul the prisoner called me unto him and prayed me to bring this young man unto thee who has something to say to thee. In other words, he told me that, you know, in private really to come and tell you this stuff. And he had a request to me, he made a request to me to take this young man to you 
but he has something to say to you. Then the chief captain took him by the hand and went with him aside privately and asked him, what is it that thou hast to tell me? And he said, the Jews have agreed uh, to desire thee that thou wouldest bring down Paul tomorrow into the council as though they would inquire somewhat of him more perfectly. They wanted greater details, but that's the way they were going to act like it was, but it wasn't. But do not thou yield unto them for their lie and wait for, for him of them more than for the men which have bound themselves with an oath, oath that they will neither nor eat nor drink till they have killed him. And now they are ready, looking for a promise from thee. So the chief captain then let the young man depart and charged him. See thou tell no man that thou hast showed these things to me. And he called unto him two centurions, saying, Make ready two hundred soldiers to go to Caesarea, and horsemen threescore and ten, and stemmen two hundred at the third hour of the night, and provide them beasts that they may set Paul on and bring him safe unto Felix the governor. And he wrote a letter after this manner, Claudius Lestus, unto the most excellent governor Felix, sending greetings. This man was taken of the Jews and should have been killed of them then came out with an army and rescued him, having understood that he was a Roman. And when I would have known the cause whereof they accused him, I brought him forth into their council, whom I perceived to be accused of questions of their law. But they have nothing laid to his charge worthy of death or of bonds. And when it was told me how that the Jews laid wait for the man, I sent straightway to thee and gave commandment to his accusers also to say before thee what they had against him. Farewell. Then the soldiers, as it was commanded them, took Paul and brought him by night to Antipas. On the morrow they left the horsemen to go with him and return to the castle. Who, when they came to Caesarea and delivered the epistle of the governor, the letter of the governor, presented Paul also before him. And when the governor had read the letter, he asked of what province he was, and when he understood that he was of Sicilia. I will hear thee, said he, when thine accusers are also come. And he commanded him to be kept in Herod's judgment hall. We're going to get to see what 23, where we at, what 24 is going to bring on Monday. And hopefully, um, I have all of this fixed. I have the premium package again, and we're going to get to hear some stuff. And like I said, I, I wanted to share the testimony today, but I couldn't. So on Monday, powerful, powerful testimony. And I know it's going to help a lot of us here, including myself, because when I t- 
took a listen to it, it helped me. Yeah. And I know sometimes residue is left. Not that God can't remove it, but he want to teach us so that we can teach others. Everything that I've gone through, it basically wasn't for me because God forgave me and washed my sins away. Now, the sins I do now, they knew. I had to go back and repent, and he washed them away. But all that I've gone through, it wasn't for me. It was for his glory so that I would give a testimony unto him of his goodness, his grace, his mercy, his love, what having faith in him can do for us, how much he loves us, the good, the bad, and the ugly. He wished that none should perish. His words said, come unto me, all that are burdened and heavy laden. I will give you rest. He's able to do this. But see, we need something many times that's a lot more harsh. It needs to be a lot more harsher, harsher, harsher. Because that's the way of man. Even in the court system, certain crimes, you get death. And they're not going to put you on death row and wait a while. They're going to go and do you. They're going to go and get rid of you. Yeah. And then some, some they've been on death row for years. And all of a sudden, one day, what, what you want for your last meal? Because you're going tomorrow. Or you're going after you get through eating. But we thank God he washed away our sins and fix us and bring us into a place with him where we should be, where we need to be. I'm grateful unto him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, uh, yeah. So look, the studio is open. Um, if there's someone who has something they would like to say, feel free to press that number one and come in. I know I saw Brother D. He must have had to go. Yeah, he probably just tuned me in for a second. Let me see that 706. You know what to do. <laughs> good morning to you, Pastor David. And uh, good morning to your area code 434-872. God bless you this morning. And uh, good morning, Sion. God bless you. I know I've been thinking of them dinners. Yeah, I forgot to give that announcement. We will be selling dinners. Uh, I think it's the 28th and the 29th. Yeah, I go again. Where would my calendar be? I know I have a 23 calendar. And um, we'll be selling dinners. And I had one person to come and talk to me about it. And uh, they said that they would bless somebody in my area with a dinner because they, they're not in the area. So if you want to do that, that would be a tremendous blessing to bless someone else um, with a dinner. And if you want to bless a homeless person with a dinner, you live up north or you live in California or New Jersey or wherever you live, the Carolinas, and you can't, Virginia, uh, you can't have the dinner because it's too far away, but you want to be a blessing to the ministry and you want to bless somebody else with food and you know if you say a homeless person then that give us the opportunity yeah and uh, sometimes 
I can. Okay, okay, thank you, ma'am. I can call over to the city rescue mission. I have a connection with the guy in the kitchen, and because uh, they they just you just can't get in there. You 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 gotta set up some stuff, know somebody, and so from time to time I carry him a bunch of food over there, and he gets somebody to at the kitchen or one of the guys they come and clean the truck out, you know, get all the food out the truck and, and they put it on this thing and they take it in. And uh, he used to came and said, Sister, you, you, you've been a blessing. I sure thank you for this. And he was supposed to call it, but he, I, I know he got busy. I know he got busy. But uh, I'm hoping to call him with enough dinners uh, to give to them over there. And go, you know, go downtown and give a few out. And I've had bus drivers want to fight about the food. But look, y'all have a job and you're working. You're not homeless. I brought this down here for these people. And some people catching the bus going different places don't have a nothing but a bus ticket, a bus pass. They going to see about a job. They going to the hospital to see about a child. They don't have a car. They on the street bus, and they don't have money for lunch. They have food stamps and they ate at home, and they don't buy a bunch of snacks with their food stamps. They save all of that for their children. So they sitting on the at the bus terminal hungry. I walk up with the lunch. They are happy. Yeah. So, and and then I used to go down there, and, and, and Robin Lynn Maven, she used to run the the, key up, the studio while I'm down there passing out, and I would be on the phone sharing. And I had some wonderful, wonderful moments down there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and some days it used to be so funny. Because some men would say, that's my wife. Why, where you been? I've been looking for you. Then the other one over there said, man, that can't be your wife because I married a first. Oh, it would just be so funny. And uh, they would help me to set the sodas up because sometimes I would have a whole big stack, like 10 cases, look like. And they would help me to pass them out and help me to get the bag lunches out. Yeah, they would help me do all of this. And uh, I plan on doing that again real soon. And uh, on the lunches, it comes with uh, the dessert and a drink. Yeah. And I think this go round, we're going to have turkey wings, smothered turkey wings. Oh, they're so good. I can't eat them, but they're wonderful. And uh, green beans, potato salad, cornbread. And we may throw rice on that, you know, because if you have a. Uh, some turkey and the gravy left over a little bit. Uh, you can eat it with the rice the first time you ate it with the potato salad. And now you have rice, you know, and it make it stretch the meal for the people longer. And so that is going to be okay. Yeah, I can't eat it either. I can't do the potato salad or the rice. Whether it's brown rice, uh, uh, jack, I don't care who rice it is, I, I can't eat it. But anyway, um, that's what we want to do and be a blessing. Because 
we small in numbers over here. That's faithful few. But when I tell y'all, y'all get much done. Much done. When we come together, I can ask for something. And we'll come together, get it done. Everybody don't always have finances. All they can do is pray. But the prayer go a long way. And those who can give, they give. And that stretches the giving. The seed plant. The sacrifice of seed planting. Hallelujah. Amen goes right there. And I'm grateful unto the Lord because a lot of times I don't I, I don't necessarily go in the name of freedom doors or in the name of Jesus in the morning. I just simply go in the name of Jesus. Because I'm not trying to draw people basically over here. I want to draw you to Jesus. Now, whatever he decides to do with you, that's between you and your maker. If he send you here and you decide to stay, I thank God for you. I love you. I'm telling you the truth this morning. I'm busy, and I can't always do a one-on-one, but I love the people that God sent here. Because if you hear, God sent you my way. And sent me your way. And so those newcomers that will come and be a part of this faithful group, this faithful few, God sent them. Especially if they stay. Yeah, God sent them here. I'm not trying to reach the masses. They told me you're going to have an international ministry as well. Well, we have people from overseas that tune in every morning. Some of them tune in to the archives and the podcast faithfully and been doing it a long time. I look at the stats. Yeah, I don't do that too often, though, but I do. And I never knew that we had over 100, I mean, over a million listens. I didn't know that. Don came and he he told me and I went and I took a look because I don't look at all of that because I'm not really trying to... uh, to blow up as they say. But those that God send, I want to be careful and do what he would have me to do here. Yeah. And so we thank him this morning. We give him glory. We give him the honor and we give him the praise. He's our God, all-powerful, all-knowing. We love him. We're grateful unto him. We appreciate him. We thank him. We don't ever want to leave him. Because without him, we can do nothing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm thankful unto him. All right. Let me uh, double shot this. We're going to this one right quick. Look at me. Uh-huh. 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 Uh-
afraid. You was the one who said you stand until the very end. You were the one who said you fight until the very end.
They saw someone, they had started a long time, and it was four pumps over, and they yelled over to the person. Because, see, if you waited, the person might have drove off, and you didn't get a chance to say nothing. So you yelled from four pumps over. <laughs> Country. Yeah. But I love it. I, there are certain areas I can go. I can just walk up there to the people and say, hey, how y'all doing? They're like, all right, how you doing? Don't know me from, a, as they say, a can of paint. All right, how you doing? If I say I got mustard greens or collard greens in the back of the truck right here, uh, how many bunches can I get for you? How much the bunches? $3. Give me two. Country. That's what country people do. But now they want you to have a peddler's license. Because whatever you sell, the government want a little bit of it. But they're not going to uh, cut a bunch of greens and wrap it up for you to sell. Uh, they're not going to put no money to wash the greens that's being sold. But they want a cut of what's being sold. They're not going to do no work to help you now. But it's okay today in Jesus' name. So we thank God. We give him glory. We give him the honor, and we give him the praise. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I like where I'm from, old Raggedy Jackson's here, Florida. And uh, today it is so not the Jacksonville I grew up in. It's some other Jacksonville. Because after the Gator Bowl, uh, not the Gator Bowl, the, 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 the Super Bowl game, they brought the Super Bowl to Jacksonville. It was already getting to a point where it was bad. But after that Super Bowl, it just turned into a demonic city in my eyes. Not that it already, you know, wasn't demonic, but it just got worse. Yeah. And I think that East Side always was beef. Oh, it's just too much. Yeah, evil is always present. That's what I know. That's why we have to seek God, keep the faith, and walk in the spirit, keep our mind on him, you know, and remember to tell him thank you as often as you can for loosening those protecting angels that stand watch to shield and protect us, keep us from all hurt, harm, or danger. We're thankful, especially when we're going in the right direction. Now, if we're doing wrong and something happened to us, where are we from under the, what they call that umbrella of safety? But most times God will keep us if we're doing the right thing. Yeah. You can't do wrong and then run to the church and think you're going to be covered. Because as soon as you're in a little safety and you feel safe enough to go out, you back out doing the same thing. That's not God. That's not how that works. He needs you to be faithful and obedient unto him. Hallelujah. We thank God. Listen, we're going to pray out. If no one else have anything they would like to say, the studio is still open. So we're going to pray out and we pray that the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. I mean, Monday morning, Monday morning. For another episode of Jesus in the Morning. I'm looking at too much at one time. God bless you, Sister Rita. God bless you this morning, Sister Samoa. And my God, baby, Laura. God bless you, Laura. 
Thank you for checking on me yesterday. I appreciate that so much, Sugar Pudd. Good morning to you, Irene. Good morning to you, Sister Jerry. Good morning to you, Sister Dorothy Goodman. God bless you this morning. And I was looking to see who in town. I don't see no 904 numbers. So I'm I'm going to look around and see if I can get two servers to help Nikki to serve. And because uh, we don't we we gonna have everything set up, and the men that watch the yard, you know, to keep people from breaking in the car, they'll you know watch the table, so nobody miss that altar call. Yeah, because uh, you never know what people need, and uh, they come to the altar and we pray. Yeah, so we thank God this morning, and we moving right along, moving right along in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for all that has been said and done. We thank you for another week ending. And Lord, we're coming into the weekend. We're already here. And Father, we ask that as we continue into the weekend, that you would lead and guide us in the right path for your name's sake. Father, we ask this weekend that you would make us great witnesses of your wondrous works. Help us to make known your deeds among the people. Bless this weekend, those that want a mini vacation. Father, open a door and make a financial way or just make a way that they can go and be safe, have what they want and what they need, and return home safe on Monday or Sunday evening in the name of Jesus. Give the mini vacation to all of us that desire it in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask today that those that stand in the need of healing, those that stand in the need of money, housing, whatever they stand in the need of today, Father, I'm asking, touching and agreeing with them, that you would supply for them according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. Psalms 23 says, and you had man, you inspired man to write it. It says that the Lord is my shepherd. You're our shepherd, and we shall not want. I shall not want. So, Father, we ask that you would supply the wants this weekend. Give the wants of your people. And, Lord, don't let them leave you. Don't let them have a mind to change themselves because you gave them what they want. Move for them in a mighty way. Remind them to walk in the spirit that they don't fulfill the lust of their own flesh. Remind them that if they'll keep their minds on you, Father, you'll keep all of us in perfect peace. This goes for me too, not just for your people, but for me as well. Do it, Father, in the name of Jesus. Bless the baits, I mean the, the dinner sale. Lord, let me get names that I can put the names down. And for those that are buying so that others can eat, I ask that you would multiply this back to them a hundredfold, Father. And if you desire to multiply it back a thousandfold, do it for them in the name of Jesus. We give you glory. We give you the honor. And Father, we give you the praise. We ask it all this morning in Jesus' name. And, Father, if we left out anybody or anything, we ask that you would take it up and that you would do it on their behalf 
in the name of Jesus. Bless those in the military, those that are incarcerated. Father, heal those that are sick here today. Bless every household represented here in the name of Jesus. And Father, again, we ask it all in your son Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent, one from another, in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessing of Almighty God upon you today, July the 14th. 2023 in Jesus name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye and have a blessed day, a blessed day. Thank you, Lord. Uh, I have a fever. Oh, okay, Brother Louis. Okay. All right. We're going to close out with this one this morning.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.